What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show... Eggs! How you like your eggs? Over easy? Scrambled? Fried? Hard-boiled? Whatever you like, there are so many eggs in the animal kingdom and they can be bonkers from tiny camouflaged works of art to very strange but ingeniously shaped eggs. We are taking eggs to a whole new level. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, when does giving birth coincide with home improvement? Joining me today is friend of the show, my close and personal friend, podcasting buddy, host of the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, which I'm also on that one too, Alex Mm. Schmidt. Welcome. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me for eggs, a thing I don't think enough about. Nobody thinks enough about eggs. Yeah, I also feel like I have learned from various friends and so on that different American accents kind of say the word differently. So I hope everyone's comfortable with how I say the word eggs. Sometimes eggs. eggs. It eggs. kind of varies. Eggs. I feel like I say eggs. I don't know. How do other people say it? Eggs? Eggs? Like eggs. Like eggs. more of an A? Eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I say eggs. I think I usually say eggs and sometimes I go eggs a little bit. And so we'll see what happens to me as, as we go on this journey. Either way is is excellent. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about we go. some really interesting eggs. Uh, there are a lot of animals from insects to monotremes that lay eggs. Uh, and they are cool. all very, very interesting. So, um, Alex, you like a stick bug? Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially, I've only ever seen them in like zoos, uh, but they'll tend to be in a reptile house, maybe a little cubby where there's a stick insect living on a plant and it's awesome. Yeah. I love the bug house at like the San Diego zoo. They have all sorts of cool insects and there's always a stick guy in there just being sticky, going around (laughs) like a stick. Uh, stick insects belong to the phasmid order. Uh, We mostly think of them as these small brown stick-like bugs, but they can also be green. Uh, Rarely they can be bright colors, uh, such as stick insects found in Madagascar, who can be bright blue and orange when males reach maturity. Uh, But most stick insects... Bright blue and orange? Yeah. Wow. Chargers colors. Chicago Bears football vibes. (laughs) I like it. Feels great. Wait, Chargers is yellow and blue. (laughs) You're right. Wait, what's... It's a... 
the Chicago Bulls, Bears? Bears, yeah. Bears. Bears and I don't watch football anymore, but the culture is meaningful to me. It's the blue and orange. Everyone can see you coming from a mile away. You guys got a stick bug who's a fan. So that's (laughs) something. Uh, But yeah, most stick insects do go for camouflage. They try to mimic green or brown sticks or vegetation. Uh, Even really big stick insects try to blend in with their environment, such as... uh, Tinomorpha gargantua, which is the gargantuan stick insect found in Australia. Females can grow almost two feet long, which is over 55 centimeters. Males only grow a fraction of this and are thinner, which enables them to fly. For most stick bugs, the females are too thick to fly, uh, too big, and the males are the ones that can fly. Um, So the... Yeah, the bigger females are flightless and their brown branch-like appearance allows them to blend in with the forest canopy despite being so huge. Yeah, two feet is a branch. It's a branch. That's a branch bug. It's not a stick bug. That's a branch bug. Yeah, like you can't throw it to your dog. You're like, too big, put it down. You need a different (laughs) stick. (laughs) Oh, no, this poor... Imagine throwing this stick insect to your dog. It's like, oh, no! (laughs) Not yeah. that kind of stick. Hopefully, hopefully become best friends. Yeah. Praying for it. Man, got it. That would be, a, I would love that story, a Pixar movie about a dog and a stick insect and their adventures together. It sounds yeah, the sounds dog good. carries around their friend, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, and then they go and fight the Nazis or something. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, it's really escalated. Wow. Oh. <laughs> So these gargantuan stick insects, as well as other species of phasmids, lay eggs, either through uh, sexual reproduction with a female with the eggs and a male fertilizing the eggs, or if the female gets no male takers, uh, they can actually reproduce through parthenogenesis, meaning that she can lay unfertilized clonal eggs. So, you know, if you can't find yourself a man... Just pop out a few clones of yourself and call it a day. Right. That is double pressure from your parents. <laughs> why haven't you found a partner? And also, why haven't you parthenogenesis some yeah. uh, grandchildren for us? Yeah. I guess they don't say it because, like me, they stumble over saying the word. Parthenogenesis. But otherwise, they will bring it up. I feel like, parent. yeah, like parental guilt about having children would be trickier if they had to say parthenogenesis every single time. So, you know. <laughs> One little right. obstacle. Uh, but your, yeah. Your frustrated dad is just like, why haven't you Parthenoned? I'm not learning the real <laughs> word. Just par- Parthenon. Come on. Make a Greek temple. Stop being on them face blocks and Parthenon a kid already. So, <laughs> yeah, the eggs of stick bugs are actually no less fascinating than the stick bugs themselves because the eggs are also camouflaged. And, Alex, I want to. I want you to guess what the eggs of a stick insect might be camouflaged as. Like the really fun one would be berries, right? Or nuts or something. You are like something so that close. Grows on a tree. You are so close. So the eggs of many stick bug species mimic plant seeds. So isn't that cute? It's a stick bug. That's cool. And their eggs look like seeds. They're just really doing, at this point, they're LARPing as a tree. They're doing all the parts. It's a hardcore sort of (laughs) fandom where they're naming their kids after trees. They're dressing up their kids as seeds. Uh, It's a little bit dorky. So, yeah, like, are they going to make a wikia about tree <laughs> canon and information now? Like, how deep is this going to go? Yeah, I feel like stick <laughs> insects are already pretty just nerdy when you look at them, and then you add in this whole <laughs> this whole plant fixation. It's it's a uh, it's it's endearing though. So yeah. the eggs wow. mimic the seeds of local plants, depending on where the stick insects live. The mimicry can be very refined in certain stick insect species. So, for instance, the giant prickly stick insect lays eggs that look like seeds with a knob-like growth. And then these fake seeds, which are actually the eggs of the prickly stick insect, 
are actually wow. carried off by spider ants into their colony because these ants often pick up seeds and bring them back to their colony uh, because the ants eat these seeds. They actually eat a part of these seeds, um, this like nutritious uh, oh. knob on these seeds. And you might be asking, well, why would you want to disguise yourself as food for another animal? Uh which is a great question. And the yeah. ants only eat part of the fake seed eggs. So that like knob-like growth on the egg that mimics a seed uh, is called a capitulum. And the capitulum is full of nutrients, oh. but eating it does not damage the growing prickly stick bug uh, larva inside the egg. So essentially wow. it, it's like, it gives the ants a little gift, which is a little bit of edible part of the egg case because the ant thinks it's a seed. But then the prickly stick insect continues to develop. And when it hatches, its juvenile form mimics the spider ant. So it can proceed to be protected <laughs> by this ant colony. So why does it want to be in the ant colony? Because ant colonies are full of protective soldier ants who will mess up whatever is trying to get inside of the ant colony. So this little juvenile stick bug mimics the ants. Uh, and then finally, as wow. it develops, older juveniles will start to look like bark. And then finally, its adult morph looks like crumpled leaves. It's fantastic. It goes through this whole life cycle from an egg that looks like a little seed that tricks ants then they look like the ants themselves. Then they look like bark, and then they look like crumpled leaves. Incredible! This is, they did not need to go this hard at no. all. Mimicking one thing is a lot, and they decided I'm going to have a different mimicry for each life stage. There are seasons to my life, and I'm going to be an autumn chapter when I'm a crumpled leaf. I'm going to be like you guys in the are they called spider ants? The spider ant hill, yes. which sounds like two bugs to me. This is a lot. This is great. Yes, it's fantastic. Uh, there's this wonderful National Ge Geographic article that shows a photo by by Levon Biss uh, in this National Geographic article about these these phasmid eggs, and they are. Um, uh, I'll provide a link to both the National Geographic article oh. and to this photographer's website in the show notes, but they're absolutely beautiful. They look like these intricate wood carvings. Now, in this photo, they look big, but this is like a macro photography. These are actually really, really tiny, like think really tiny head of a pin seeds. So when you, when yeah. you can look at them, though, uh, when they're blown up, and you look at them in detail, they are incredible looking. There are all sorts of different shapes. There's like, uh, there's sort of more conical shapes. There's oval shapes. There's even some that look like a weird, like almost like a totem pole or like a, a it's a rod with like these little yeah. holes carved into it. It's, it's just, they're so beautiful. Yeah. I, this is so much to get up to as a juvenile or infant <laughs> bug, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I aged many years before I did anything besides poop and cry. And these yeah. these bugs are really on the ball immediately. They're like, I'm immediately an HR Giger figure in a positive way. Look yeah. at my phenomenal weird nature art. I'm still at the stage of pooping and crying a lot, you know? A lot of what <laughs> I get up to. It's our break from podcasting. <laughs> it's what we do. We recharge. And I'm afraid of being ashamed of it. Yeah, but I, 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 I do. I, I just love the complicated lifestyle of like basically from from birth to to the end. Like they are always tricking you. They're always life's a stage for these phasmids. Yeah, because that that was so many schemes. You, you're a tree seed. And then part of you is eaten by ants and then you pretend to be an ant and then you pretended to be like bark a next. crumpled leaf. And I think something else before that. It was bark before crumpled leaf. But yeah, bark. exactly. It's just it, it even sounds hard to do bark before leaf. I would think yeah. leaf would be thinner, easier. This is this is a lot. It's a as lot. A scheme. I, I recently saw a show called Lupin that is on U.S. Netflix, where it's a French show about a 
master thief who also does uh, disguises nice. and elaborate schemes. And I keep I'm just thinking of this guy telling his French friend about a plan to be various yes. bugs and eggs. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> it feels like an Ocean's Eleven, but for insects, it's so convoluted. Yeah. It doesn't. It seems like a fake, bad fake movie script uh, for of of the insect world, but it's real. It's amazing. Yeah, and this picture is buggers. I'm glad you're linking it for everyone. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely check out that that uh, National Geographic article and the photographer's website because it's, it's beautiful absolutely beautiful well we are going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to talk about another egg which is like a work of art or a work of engineering hey this is jody sweeten from the podcast how rude tanneritos as a nostalgic voice from your past i'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024 you deserve to get away It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. So, Alex, I know you don't like uh, sea life too much, but how do you feel about sharks? They're weirdly fine. And I, I have learned that my phobia is sort of constructed around would it broadly make sense as a land animal? Right. And if sharks had legs, they would they would basically be some kind of smooth wolf. And so that's fine. They're that's cool. smooth wolves. That's a good way to put it. They're smooth, sandpapery wolves. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. like sharks. I feel like they're, they are sort of like fish doggies and they're cute. And uh, some of them will kill you, but they're typically harmless uh, when you yeah. look at them as broadly in terms of all the species and stuff. And so... Such is the case with the horn shark, which I think is a cute one. Uh, horn sharks are goofy, cute little sharks with spots. They grow only about a meter, which is three feet in length. So, you know, I feel like you could cuddle one of these. You wouldn't want to because, like, I think that'd stress the shark out. But, you know, they also have a few defensive techniques, which would not be great for cuddling. But still, I think they're cute. <laughs> when I think of shark defensive techniques, I just think of biting me and eating me. So is that one of them? <laughs> uh, no, not actually. They uh, they will bite. Uh, they can't really eat you because they're too small. But they do okay. have another yeah. defensive technique uh, other than biting. They actually have a set of two protective spines on each of their dorsal fins that can be sharp. So that's, oh, you know, cool. is kind of like an anti-cuddling barbs going on there. Uh, which is a shame. 
Uh, but they are, they are, but their temperament is very sweet. They are not that aggressive. Uh, they will bite you if they're harassed, but otherwise they're very chill. They eat crustaceans, small fish, sea urchins, mollusks, other small sea life. They do not actively go after people aggressively because they're so sweet. <laughs> That's nice. They cool. live. Yeah. Yeah, they live in the Pacific uh, off the coast of North America down to Mexico. Uh, and yeah, the, they're actually so sweet. Their temperament is so good. In 2018, three people tried to smuggle a horn shark out of an aquarium in a baby <laughs> stroller. <laughs> a baby stroller. I, I immediately was imagining some kind of duffel bag full of water. I like that it's a baby stroller. It's a baby That's great. stroller. Put a pacifier in its mouth and it sucks on it like Maggie Simpson. Um, right. So they scooped the shark out of the tank uh, <laughs> and they wrapped the shark mm -hmm. in a wet blanket and put it in <laughs> a stroller. And Right. And then shouted, are you calling my baby ugly? And anyone who even looked at it, like preemptively, like that's the move. Just shame them and not question again. So this was uh, in the, the San, Antonio, San Antonio Aquarium. Uh, the shark's name was oh. Miss Helen. <laughs> and, oh, and this uh, is in Mexico. It's not San Antonio, Texas. I think it was Texas, actually. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of stuff named after him. Yeah. San, San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio, Texas is where it was. This is definitely a tech. Oh. This th this was in Texas. Yes. Oh, isn't phenomenal! That, isn't that where Brenda's from? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. So wait a minute. Have <laughs> what? What was Brenda doing in 2018? Uh, telling me she was bringing a child home and then suddenly <laughs> dropping the subject. So I don't know. Couldn't be her. <laughs> So yeah, uh, they tried. They wrapped Miss Helen, this uh, juvenile uh, uh, <laughs> horn shark, in a wet blanket, put her in a stroller. God. Uh, the the shark did survive. The <laughs> suspects were apprehended. The shark was returned to the aquarium when the thieves okay. were caught. Uh, the reason they kidnapped this uh, cute baby shark is that it. Uh, sells really well in the pet trade. So unfortunately, it's not, it was oh, not okay. like a shark liberation front, which would be misguided, <laughs> but really funny. This was like, they were, they, they go for a lot of money in the pet trade uh, because they're, I mean, because they're really pretty and docile, I guess they, while it's not like a nice life for them, they, I, I guess people who have large aquariums, they put them in there. Um, but yeah, okay. they they yeah. these are survivors. They're pretty hardy. Uh, sharks that are accidentally yeah. caught in fishing nets can often be returned to the ocean and survive. So they're they're troopers and they're sweet and they're precious little babies. And while you should not roll it around in a baby stroller, I love that that did happen and I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, there's so much else to do in San Antonio. Go to the Riverwalk, have a breakfast taco. Right. Breakfast Catch taco. a Spurs game. They have an astounding new French guy now. Like, do that. Spurs game. Put a shark in a straw. Wait, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Breakfast burrito. Put shark in straw. Wait, damn. Oh. <laughs> it's hard. It's just like breathing. It's natural for me. So uh, on to the eggs, because this is really cool. Uh, the sharks oh, are yeah. really cool in their own right, but we're talking about the eggs. So... Uh, like a lot of sharks, uh, they will lay uh, basically egg cases. So they have an egg case uh, that covers a developing shark embryo. Uh, some sharks uh, give live birth, uh, but a lot of sharks will lay these egg cases. So egg cases are made up of a tough collagen and different species lay different shapes. Oh. Sometimes they're kind of like, they look like little purses or little crescents, uh, but the horn shark egg case are shaped like corkscrews, and they are incredible looking. They do not, they look like, you were ta talking about like H.R. Uh, Giger earlier, Geiger. Yes, yeah. Uh, it looks like some science fiction-y thingy. It is this like beautiful corkscrew. Uh, it's smooth. It looks like Ooh. it's made out of plastic. Um, but it, it is, they're incredible looking. 
yeah, I'm I'm seeing the picture, and it looks like a man-made auger or cool screw, mm-hmm. but also sort of like a grenade in a good way. It's great. It's <laughs> you really, toss really it, and a awesome. little baby shark pops out. It's so cute. <laughs> oh wow, the cutest grenade. And then we sing the song. No, baby shark. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> That song has ruined talking about shark life cycles. So, uh, but not only is it shaped like a corkscrew, it actually functions like a corkscrew. So the shape of this egg case allows the egg sac to become wedged in rocky crevices or on the sandy floor. And it kind of screws in there. uh, And that protects it from both predators and currents and allows it to kind of kind of latch onto uh, like a get wedged into like a crevice or down in some sand. So it, it like it sort of screws in naturally. Um, I've, I've read different things regarding how this happens. Some uh, research indicates it kind of naturally in, ends up wedged in crevices just due to the shape. Uh, I've also read at least one source that contends that the female shark intentionally picks up the egg case and like puts it near a suitable spot or kind of wedges it in. Uh, but I haven't been f- able to find any really good observational studies about whether they do this, uh, whether females like actually huh. themselves manually wedge it in. The thing that seems more likely is that it naturally just kind of like she lays it in an area that's pretty suitable and then the just like the gravity and currents end up kind of pushing it into crevices. But I really wish and I really hope that uh, they find evidence that these uh, sharks are grabbing the egg case and just screwing it in like a light bulb into like into the the, rocky crevice. Right. The evidence is a screwdriver. Right. Like a shark (laughs) screwdriver. We just find that and then simple. Uh. Uh, Man, can you imagine if Tim Allen was a shark? <laughs> yeah, making that noise. Uh-huh. What I, what I actually want is Shark Al, right? Al was his friend the, oh, on Home yeah. Improvement. That would be great. Wait, which Al one Moreland? was Al? Was Al the one on the other side of the fence? No, that's Wilson. Okay. Which would also be a fantastic shark because then it's just the fin instead of his hat. Right. But but Al is the bearded guy on the show, the sidekick. Oh, right. Who's not Pamela Anderson. Man, you know what? I never watched that show as a kid. I saw that that come on and that was an immediate, immediate channel change. <laughs> you think you think six year old me wants to learn about saws and home improvement? <laughs> Think I could handle that much flannel on the television? No. Right, and they failed to make them all various species of cuddly shark. If so. they had been sharks in that, that show, I would have watched it, and I probably would have learned how to do home improvement, which I assume is the purpose of the show. <laughs> it It is so distinctly weird that a major character was the top of a guy's hat behind a fence. Yeah. Who, like, you, you probably don't know from not seeing it, but... Tim Allen would be in his backyard having whole conversations every week with the top of a guy's hat and you never see his face. And I mean, that is very why? shark coded, right? Because like sharks yeah. are super famous in a lot of movies just for their fin, which I think that's good yeah. branding right there. Like it, your fin or your hat is like just a synecdoche for you. You've done you've done good. You've done good branding there. Yeah, it makes more much more sense from a shark. He re- he really should have been a shark, and he frankly really could have been, been a shark. You can put a hat on a fin; no one will stop you. You can put it's a legal. hat on a fin; no one will stop you. That's such a good that's such a good philosophy. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> well, let that let that settle in that beautiful phrase, and we will take a quick break, <laughs> and then we will return, wiser and better. Yeah. Everyone provide one picture of you doing that, and then you can keep listening. Putting a hat on your fin, your dorsal fin. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about some complex egg engineering. Egg-geneering? Wow, I just I wrote <laughs> that joke in my notes, and I just came up with it now. I'm really predictable. <laughs> I mean, it's how the English language works, folks. It's, it's what's coming, you know? Right. Come on. Get so- on board. <laughs> Put a hat on a fin, too. I have a lot of commands this week. (laughs) (laughs) Put a hat on a fin. So this comes, uh, this this incredible egg engineering feat comes from one of the most deadly, most despised animals Mm. on the planet. Can you guess, Alex? An even bigger shark. (laughs) Like a mega shark. Uh, Go in the opposite direction. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) An even smaller shark? (laughs) Micro shark. I walked into that uh, when I set that one up. Uh, No, this is the mosquito. Uh, This is the mosquito, yes. Uh, Common house mosquitoes lay their eggs in fresh, slow-moving, or stagnant water. Uh, As you may Mm -hmm. have known, like if you live anywhere where there's like bodies of water, but it may be ponds and it's during mosquito season and they're just freaking everywhere, biting you up. uh, It's because they use stagnant water to lay their eggs. Yeah, gross. Cut it out. (laughs) Cut it out. Knock it off. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so uh, when the eggs hatch, the mosquito larva is uh, aquatic. It breathes air through a tube on their butt. So their rear (laughs) ends have a tube that they breathe through and they kind of float bottoms up and will feed on microscopic organisms in the water and then they will molt into their adult flying forms and then they go around being pests and spreading disease, but also providing food for a lot of animals. Breathing through a tube of the butt Mm -hmm. feels like something some kind of pseudoscience health influencer will try to tell me I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be like, if you just tried harder, you would be doing this. (laughs) I definitely see butt sunbathing where you're supposed to go naked and like hold your butt out to the sun and it's supposed to sure. b- do something. I would caution against right. it unless you put sunscreen on your butt. Um, right. In which well. case, you know, go for it. I'm not going to tell you no. But it, yeah, this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely goop goop esque. Uh, breathing through your butt with like a straw, essentially. I think they sell those actually yeah. butt straws to breathe through. Right, because they're first they tell you you can do it. 
literally. And then when you find out you can't, they'll be like, actually, like spiritually, you can do it. If you just align your chakras to breathe through the butt. And I I know chakras are a real thing in a specific way, but like internet people use it for nonsense. It's definitely (laughs) not what you're saying, Alex, in terms of something you can breathe through your butt. Um, (laughs) You've just offended so many, so many people. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, but yeah, I I definitely could see there being like a sort of uh, woo-woo spiritual grift of breathing energy through your butt. Right, you're getting bad energy through your mouth. Right. And somehow it'll the good one will come through your butt. Yeah. And they yeah. just sell you basically an enema or something. Anyways, I, <laughs> I th- these these mosquitoes are actually breathing air, oxygenated air through their, their butt tubes. Uh They're for real, yeah. And but uh <laughs> we are talking about the eggs because the eggs that the mosquitoes lay in the water are particularly interesting. Because this species of mosquito, along with other species, but we're talking about the common house mosquito, they lay egg rafts. So egg rafts. Rafts made out of eggs. Uh, These are tiny rafts made out of hundreds of eggs. Um, The eggs are so small that each raft is only a fraction of an inch big. Like there's... Uh, I've shared a couple of photos with you. One is of the raft, and it looks like a bunch of grains of rice kind of like stuck together into a floating raft form. But they are much smaller than rice, way smaller than rice. Yeah, rice is dead on. Or like a a brief toothbrush bristle, like a bunch of toothbrush bristles. Oh, yeah, it kind of looks like a toothbrush. Too short for my teeth. Gonna be uh, thinking about that when I brush my teeth. Like this is like oh, yeah. mosquito eggs <laughs> that I'm rubbing on my teeth. Thanks for that. Yeah, glad I can bring that to the world. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. But Put yeah, on your but yeah, the 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 scale of it is kind of hard to tell from this photo. But there's another photo of like you see, it's like it's just this tiny. The entire raft itself is smaller than a grain of rice, and it fits on like your finger, very tippy tip of your fingertip. Um, so each yeah. egg is really, really tiny. But uh, I guess it's still bigger than I imagined somehow. Like, yeah, it's tiny for sure. And then I just, I somehow I think of all mosquito things as being microscopic, even though they are big enough to see. Uh. Yeah, but still, like the thing that you're seeing, the visible thing on the finger that that is like small, still smaller than a grain of rice is hundreds of eggs. That's like hundreds of eggs all together as this raft. And so the yeah, yeah, so basically the raft is formed through this cluster of vertical eggs and the raft is buoyant due to a bubble of air inside the egg and the exterior of the egg being water resistant. So it's like an inflatable raft, but it's made out of mosquito eggs. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. And a good use of their weird stagnant water rather than the flowing water that us proper people like. (laughs) Us proper, uh, uh, polite society likes flowing water. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, the reason they want these to float is like if you are setting it up such that when they hatch, they want to be floating butt up so they can breathe through that butt straw. Uh, You want (laughs) to be on the surface of the water. You don't want to be, you know, kind of settle to the bottom of the water or get eaten by a fish. Oh, it's all coming together. Yeah. The butt tube was so critical to the engineering and the understanding. The butt tube is sort of, uh, so like they they can like hang out in water, benefit from the nutrients in the water. And then when they hatch, they, uh, you know, fly off and are a menace. It's It's like a little chorus in a cartoon, like when a dozen cartoon characters are singing all their mouths are up. You know, mm-hmm. but this is their butts are up. But it's the butts, here. the butts that are up. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not the first thing that pops into my head. But, uh, you know, let's go with that. Um, when I, I, I guess I'm very musical. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I once found a bunch of mosquito larvae in a I guess it was a wheelbarrow that had been reined in. 
And I yeah. didn't know anything about anything because I was a I was a kid, and so I just thought I had discovered a new type of cool, uh, tiny water bug. And so I thought maybe they were sea monkeys, naturally occurring sea monkeys. Sea monkeys, by the way, are just brine shrimp. But these, uh, I collected a bunch of them in a jar. I brought them home. I was so excited about it. And I showed my parents. They're like, oh, that's mosquito larva. Like, say what? Like, that's a bunch of mosquito <laughs> larva. I'm like, I'm pretty sure these are sea monkeys that I found in our backyard, mom and dad. And, uh, but yeah, it turned out that they were indeed mosquito larva. So I brought them to show and tell. My teacher was, you know, looking at it through pursed really? lips. Yeah. I, uh, oh, great. but you know, I kept it sealed. She was like very concerned. She's like, that, that, <laughs> keep that jar closed, please. And then, um, and then I brought it home and I think I gave it to my dad and I think he like flushed him or something. I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, they certainly were not given an opportunity okay. to turn into a bunch of mosquitoes inside of the home. I I have so many questions about the flow of this because like because at least one of your parents has a lot of like biological training, right? Like understands. Nope. No, they just. Are an oceanographer or something? Well, yeah. So he he yeah he's okay. a he's yeah, an, yeah. an engineer who works for an oceanography. Um, but that, I don't know if that helps you with mosquito larvae. I think it was just they'd seen their fair share of mosquito larvae. <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. Because I I was imagining some big gulf of knowledge. Between your parents knowing a lot and your teacher not knowing that stuff, and so that they just get no, a call I think the like, teacher "Hey, also Katie's going to bring some larvae. Be cool about it." Bye. You know. <laughs> I think the teacher also knew it was larvae, and she was just like, didn't want a bunch of mosquito larvae to get loose in the classroom, <laughs> which is reasonable, I think. <laughs> right at every turn, young Katie is running into jerk squares right who aren't down with her mosquito larvae liberation plan it's like i found a puppy and it's just a lot of cockroaches a, a lot of cockroaches <laughs> like that's not a puppy it's like well i think it's a puppy and i'm bringing it to show and tell <laughs> but yeah so that's they wow. the the mosquito larvae are really run. fascinating they're really interesting looking the the way that they breathe through their rear ends is really cool and they kind of move around in a really cool way and they they look interesting they're sort of this um kind of like almost like they look like weird not curly shrimp but really tiny and they're very strange looking and uh but yeah it's it is it's like i think that when we consider the humble mosquito we just think about the adults that are super annoying but not these really interesting earlier morphs of the mosquito um, and it is, yeah. it's, it's still a really interesting little animal, despite how destructive it is. <laughs> yeah. And this is such a global feature, right? Like, mm -hmm. like the, some, some various species will not be near you uh, when you think about them, but like, these are all around us. Mosquitoes and are, they're, yes. They're all over the earth because they build these weird rafts and do their butts <laughs> on top of the raft. Like, Transatlantic everywhere. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're everywhere. They cause a lot of diseases. Uh, they're they're not not great in terms of uh, you know disease spread, but they are they're important for the ecosystem. Um, so you yeah. know we uh, it is it's important to both respect them, but also try to protect people from malaria, which we can do both. I sure. think. Yeah. Yeah, there's room. There's, there's room. room. Yeah. And there's so many mosquitoes. We can kill a lot of them. <laughs> Sorry to kill a good amount of them, and they yeah. they will still be around. But uh, you know, uh, but yeah, they do build rafts. So in that way, they are somewhat like Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never had occasion to construct a raft, and I think if somebody approached me about it, I would ask if we are stranded or something. Right. Yeah, it feels like definite mistake on a sandy island activity. Right. I feel like. I would uh, die in that situation because I don't think I could build a raft. I'd probably get distracted yeah. and do a wicker chair or something and probably try to make it too fancy. And then the whole thing would sink <laughs> like a small wooden Titanic. <laughs> like I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have had a 
had a, a bar and a conversation pit on this raft. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have fallen in love with someone from a different social class on the raft. <laughs> uh, there wasn't room at all. So, yes, mosquitoes build the world's tiniest rafts, and that's pretty cool. But before we go, we got to play a little game, Alex. Do you like games? Yes. Do you like games? Uh, this game is called Guess Who's Squawkin'. It's the Mystery Animal squawkin'. Sound game. Every week I play Mystery Animal mm. Sound. And you, the listener, and you, the guest, gotta guess who's making that sound. It can be any animal in the world or out of the world. I don't know. Once we find them, it could be. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Last week's mystery animal sound hint was this. Do not adjust your television and ignore the barking in the background. This hisser is better off in a manger. All right, Alex, did you hear that beautiful noise? Yes. Yeah, the, the that beautiful hissing sound. Yeah, it it sounds like something leaking, but cooler. Mm. Uh, I almost feel like it's like an ambient purring, but weird. Like some kind of is it is it some kind of like fox or something? I'm gonna go with a mm. fox. That's a good guess. Foxes can make some pretty weird noises. Uh, you are yes. wrong, so you're not going home with a brand new Ford Fiesta. This is a <laughs> young barn owl hissing. So um, congratulations to Cat S and Heather E, who guessed correctly. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is a barn owl. Uh, barn owls are cosmopolitan. They are found almost everywhere in the world except in extremely hot desert or extremely cold Arctic climates and in a lot of uh, islands they're not found. But uh, otherwise, they're pretty cosmopolitan. They have a white huh? heart-shaped face, white bellies, and tan backs and sort of tan uh, heads <laughs> um, that like wraps around their face like a hood. They're beautiful owls. I, they're one of the most beautiful owls, I think, um, and they're often sort of used in movies to like, oh, look at this this owl. Uh, yeah, uh, very elegant. Yeah. Very elegant. Elegant. Uh, they feed on small <laughs> rodents, reptiles, amphibians, and insect uh, and insects, as well as the occasional small bird. Because they have evolved to seek out dry pre-existing shelters for their nests. Uh, they often roost in old buildings, particularly barns, which are open structures. So this cool. is why they're called barn owls. Uh, barn owls do not hoot. Uh, they either shriek or hiss. The sounds that come out of them are horrifying, uh, despite looking so beautiful and elegant. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't. Uh, like if you hear a beautiful hoot and you're watching a movie and then you see like a barn owl pictured, like the movie is lying to you because barn owls do not hoot. They go. <laughs> right. The hooting was probably from one of the human romantic leads in the story. <laughs> uh, they were hooting at each other and you're confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so uh, that is the sound of wow. a barn owl. That's such a gift to get to hoot as an animal. And it's weird that they'd pass that up to hiss. But I guess they want snake privilege and they want to hiss. That's cool. <laughs> snake privilege, yeah. I mean, the the, <laughs> the the hissing is a little more threatening, I guess. But uh, yeah, hooting is... I do like a hoot. Uh, Fantastic. It's a great sound. Little yeah. Yeah. And every owl we would accept it from. But barn owls are like, don't need it. I'm no. going to hiss in your attic. <laughs> So on to this week's mystery animal sound. The hint is this. Don't add this fuzzy fellow to your fruit salad. All right, Alex, any guesses? I want it to be something so cute, but it's probably fuzzy. 
and I probably ate it in a fruit salad, so... <laughs> I told you not to. Don't add this fuzzy fellow to your fruit salad. I'm just so rebellious. I... <laughs> I think let's let's say it's gonna be some kind of colorful frog. There's all those colorful frogs out in the, the rainforest there. Maybe one of those. Colorful frog is Alex's guess. Yeah. Do you out there have a guess? Write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. Uh, and if you guess correctly, maybe I'll be like, hey, good job, you did it. Uh, but yeah, we will find out who is making that sound on the next episode of Creature Feature. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Are there perhaps other podcasts that you do? <laughs> it is such a joy to make Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with you, my buddy. Uh, yeah. We do it every week. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I hope people check it out. Do check it out. It's it's really great. Uh, I like it because Alex does most of the work on that show. <laughs> so that makes me happy. Uh, and vice versa with guesting on this. It's a yeah, joy. It's great. It's, it's fun <laughs> to not do work and to talk. That's uh, <laughs> always a benefit. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's it's an excellent show. I really enjoy being on it. Uh, I, I feel like... You're uh, so good. It, well, thank you, but I it, it's the Alex energy is makes it a real fun show and I learn a lot so I assume you also learn a lot uh, so yeah check out Secretly Incredibly Fascinated thank you guys so much right. for listening if you're enjoying the show and you leave a rating or review I would be so pleased to see that because I read every single review all the ratings really do help me uh, it's, it's fantastic uh, and thank you to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature features a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, I don't judge you. I'm not your mother. I can't tell you what to do. You gotta live your own life. Make your own mistakes. You know, get out on your tiny little mosquito raft and just ride those <laughs> waves that we call life. I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> also, breathe out of your butt. That's required. <laughs> this is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits. LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.